to Just Thinking with hosts Daryl Harrison and Virgil Walker, bringing you week-to-week cultural apologetics as well as social issues from a biblical worldview. This is Just Thinking. Let's think. We're back again with another edition of the Just Thinking podcast. I'm glad to be with you. I'm Virgil Walker. What's going on, listeners? This is Daryl Harrison joining you. What's up, Virg? What's up, Wingman? It's all you, man. I'm here in the mix trying to make it happen, man. And uh, getting excited, man, because I guess by the time the listeners actually uh, are listening to this one, uh, we'll be we'll be knee deep, man, in, in some G3 action when we get there. So, Yeah, man. So the G3 conference is going on in the ATL where I'm at uh, mm-hmm. this week. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, I will not be able to be there. Got some other commitments that I just cannot get out of. Mm-hmm. But, Virg, I know you're going to be attending all I'll the way there, from man. Omaha, Nebraska, man. I was just uh, asking you a second ago, man. I just went ahead and assumed. Normally, I don't make assumptions. Right, right, right. I just went ahead and assumed, man, you'd be flying in, uh, yeah. you know, in the next couple of days, flying to the ATL, the world's busiest airport, man. So we'll get you in here safe and sound and everything. But, uh, you kind of you kind of corrected me on that, man. What's, what's, no, so, so, man, I'm, I'm, dri- I'm driving. Me, man. I'm driving, man. Yeah, you, oh you, 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 you was. <laughs> <laughs> it's about a sixteen-hour drive, man. It's about Bruh. a sixteen-hour. Yeah, no, bro. You know, you know what I'm about to ask you, man. I have no idea what you're about to ask me. Why are you driving from I... Omaha to Atlanta? Okay, my you know that's a great question, and what is I re- up with that? I really don't have a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's the deal, man. Here's the deal. I normally I'm not a big fan of flying. And oh, I got you. I'm not, I got you. I'm not. I've never been a well, fan you, of flying, you, man. You know what, bro? I'm not gonna hate on you for that, Verge. Yeah, I'm not I a mean, big fan of. I'm, I'm, well, here's the deal. I'm not a big fan of flying, but now usually, this this distance, I if it's if it's eight hours, you know, eight, ten hours, twelve hours, I'll drive it. Sixteen hours is is a little bit much. Yeah, that's a haul. Uh, that's a haul. It is. I mean, you're gonna have to either, either you're gonna have to leave extra early and do you know do the whole thing in one shot, or you're gonna have to break it up. Which we're gonna we're gonna end up breaking it up. Right. The good thing. The good thing is, man is uh man my church is is ridiculously gracious the the um the conference is about discipleship and as a discipleship pastor um man they're just they've been incredibly kind and gracious with me with with being able to kind of come down and and be a part and and pick up the tab on some of the some of the different things when i looked at at the cost of flying man it was it was about on par with the drive Right. And uh, and so, you know, I thought, you know what, it'd give me some time just to kind of think. And then the other the beauty of it is there's another brother uh, from the church who wanted to go. And what it did, man, was since I already had transportation, it allowed him to jump into the mix, not have to pay for plane ticket and all of that. So just, yeah. you know, more of us are able to able to go. Down. It's still a haul, man. It, it, you know, at the end of the it's day, it's still a haul, man. But, yeah. you know, as someone who spent many, many years in the banking and finance industry, you know, at the bottom line is all comes down to an economic, you know, no brainer. Right, uh, right. You know, you guys are going to be able to save so much money. Yeah. You got to give up a lot of time driving here, but it's, it's going to be more economical, I would think. 
yeah. than getting two round trip tickets, two, uh, you know, and, and all, you, the, all the other accoutrements that kind of go with that. Absolutely. When you add, when you add the additional person, and uh, you know that I mean, it, there's there's no, it's it's hands down as far as what you know what you need to do, and then and then again, it's an opportunity for us with some fellowship time and just some downtime and uh, just enjoying the ride. We did. I did this last year. The first year I went, I was last year. And I brought, I was able in this instance, I brought my whole family, you know, and so there right. was, you know, there was all, all, you know, all five of us rolling together and my, you know, my wife was homeschooling our kids. And so it worked out and uh, we had, we had an amazing, amazing time this year. I, I'm not bringing them, uh, but I'm coming back and I have this dear brother from, from our church who will be with me. And uh, man, I'm looking forward to all the things that are, that are happening. The other thing, man, is I'm going to do my dead level best to get to you, man, and and for us to at least connect for for a few minutes. I know you've got business. You've told me that you got you know a lot of things going, project, and I respect that. But man, I'm definitely trying to try to get in front of you before it's all said and done. Yeah, it's been really humbling, man. I've had so many people like yourself, man, ask me, say, "Hey, Daryl, you going to G three? You going to G three? Mm-hmm. And I'm going, like, man. You know, I wish I could be there, but uh, unfortunately, you know, I got to pay some bills. Right. <laughs> so, right. Priorities like that kind of take precedent over me being available to go to the entire conference. But man, if we can find some time to to connect, because it's kind of like we were saying in our previous episode last week. You know, you and I have never met mm-hmm. uh, in person, and right. we haven't even known each other. We've only known each other for about three or four months. Right. Period. Let alone right. uh, not having met. But man, you were kind of going. Uh, you kind of reading my mind here with some of your comments uh, just a few seconds ago. Can you tell the listeners what G three is, what it's all about, so they're not totally in the dark about yeah. what this is? You I mean you got people flying into ATL from all over the place for this conference, man? So can you kind of debrief us on what that is, yeah, real quick? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Gospel, Grace, and Glory. Uh, it is a uh, conference that was uh, kind of led by uh, by Josh Buse. I hope I'm saying his last name correctly. I, I hear so many different pronunciations: Buse, Bose, Boyce. You know, different pronunciations. Uh, but yeah. the local. Mm-hmm local congregation there that uh, that has taken this on and has brought in some of the best uh, you know speakers from around uh, the country from you know from the Steve Lawson's uh, to the Vody Bacham's, uh you know I mean just just Phil Johnson I mean just different speakers from all over I think last year Paul Washer just knocked us out of the ballpark on a number of different things speakers from all over the country they usually pick a a theme and uh, and and this year, man, they're going to be talking about the essence of discipleship. And so, as a discipleship pastor, I felt, uh, man, I definitely, definitely wanted to get back and hear what's going on. This was a this was an event that started out in a in a in a local church and has grown over the course of the last five six years uh, to be somewhere in the neighborhood of I think last year they had you know twenty five hundred uh, to three thousand people. Uh, that were part of that, and they anticipate even more uh, this year. And so, it, what's the beauty of it? I will say this, man. Uh, the beauty of it was—I mean, there's so many wonderful things. The, the word that's preached is powerful. The teaching that's given is powerful. Um, last year, you had an had an element of—you know—you see your, your favorite, uh, you know, rock star, so to speak, uh, pastor, preacher, what have you. But man, the beauty of that whole thing was they really, you know, kind of kind of pulled the curtain back on that and said, you know, we're not, we're not to be, you know, applauded. We're not to be, you know, looked up to. It's your local pastor at your local church who's doing the work of ministry on the day to day that that you need to be 
focused on how to serve that, you know, that individual, that pastor, that leader. And so they really, really kind of washed all of that celebrity type stuff, you know, down the, down the drain. And then Mm -hmm. the other cool thing was, and um, that I thought was really cool was, uh, and, and you're already getting the feedback from this. There's kind of another layer. You've got the layer of, oh, there's Vody Bauckham or, oh, there's, you know, there's, there's Dr. James White or, you know, whoever your favorite person is. But then there's a whole nother layer level that this social media and podcasting uh, world kind of brings to the fore, which because of the fact of, you know, we're, we're out podcasting, you're posting things in social media on Twitter, um, you know, if you're posting on Facebook and the like, you know, guys like me posting up stuff and doing different things. There's a lot of us who now follow and listen to a lot of other just kind of common everyday people. Uh, that we only have known through Facebook and perhaps been blessed by their ministry uh, or by their, you know, by their podcast or some of the things that they share and say. And so when you run into those people, you're like, it's kind of funny because there were people who'd run into me and who'd maybe followed me on Facebook or watch videos or things I've produced. And, and they approach you as if they, if there's, as if they know you, you right, know, and, yeah. and it's because mm-hmm. they've, they've kind of been, been following you. And, and, and I know that, uh, that, that for you, the same, uh, the same would hold true. As you said, people are already kind of reaching out, but that's kind of in summation, kind of what G3 is. It's just a great opportunity here. Some phenomenal preaching about the issue this, this year, the theme is, is on discipleship. And so, man, I, I can't wait to get armed and locked and loaded and ready to go. So, but man, I, I two things I, I was going to say to you, man, is speaking of podcasts and, and, and listening, I, I know that uh, there are those who who listen to this or listen to us or maybe perhaps follow uh, follow you on Facebook. Also, perhaps follow Dr. James White uh, on his show, The Dividing Line. Uh, he he had uh, it was interesting, bro, because I know early on he had reached out to you in the social media space and maybe made some remarks and some things and talked about having you on. And so I was I just so happened. To, I, you know, sometimes I I run two or three or four uh, episodes back. And so I'm like, Oh man, I got to get caught up. So last night happened to be that time. I had some time on Sunday night and, uh, I was getting caught up with his most recent, um, you know, dividing line and sure enough, top of the show, man, uh, he's quoting something that you had said off of your Facebook page. And I just, I, I had, I had to stop it and play it back. I'm like, wait, 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 that's, that's, that's my man, Daryl. That's my man, Daryl. Yeah, man. So, um, I had a brother hit me up on Twitter, uh, to let me know that, uh, Dr. White had done that. Mm. Uh, uh, so he sent me the link to the, uh, video for the dividing line and bam, there it was, man. I mean, right off the top, you know, a few mm-hmm. seconds into the show, he, he quotes a comment that I, uh, uh, wrote on a uh, Facebook post, uh, earlier that day. And I'm trying to scroll through my uh, Facebook page right now to, to, to try and catch what that was, but that was a day, uh, you know, my Facebook page, man, sometimes it's like being in a war zone. Um, uh, and, and, and I say that only halfway tongue in cheek, uh, cause mm-hmm. today was one of those days, uh, yeah. today, uh, as our listeners, and I always want to keep in mind the first time listeners, uh, so to, just to give you a little bit of background. So if you're a first time listener, uh, what Virgin I like to do is just, you know, every now and then we'll remind you of kind of what the routine is here, uh, in recording these just thinking podcasts. And, uh, this podcast is an extension of a blog that I write for uh, by the same title. You can get to the blog at justthinking.me. The mission here is to apply biblical truth to the theological, cultural, social, and political issues in our world. 
And Virgin and I will get together on Monday evenings at eight o'clock Eastern, and we'll record these episodes for release uh, to you guys on uh, the following Friday. So this episode here that we're recording on January fifteenth, uh, you know, after uh, Dwayne does his uh, wizardry his magic, and magic yeah. uh, on it, he, ma- he actually uh, makes we'll me sound be- good, man. He makes us both sound good, man. He makes us both sound. <laughs> he makes us sound like we get paid for this. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. So, Absolutely. So we're recording this episode here on January fifteenth, and this episode will be published on January the nineteenth. So you'll be able to go out and uh, listen to it. But yeah, so here's here's the uh, post that I wrote, and this was. Um, this this Facebook post that I'm about to read was the result of sort of a, a dialogue that I had with someone on Twitter where, uh, you know, I made this comment on Twitter initially. And then you've got, I mean, let me just keep it. Can I keep it real? Verge? Come on, come on. Um, let, let me keep it real here. I grew up poor, materially poor. I grew up in the housing projects of West side of Atlanta. Um, you know, there, you know, my, my, my parents, we struggled many, 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 many years. Uh, you know, so this was one of those times where, you know, you, sometimes you go into the kitchen, you know, after the lights have been off at night, you've turned the light on, you know, what you see on the floor, crawling around the floor, mm-hmm. trying to, mm-hmm. so this is th- th- on Twitter, uh, the other day, this was one of those days. It was kind of like uh, on Twitter, it's like a social media where you turn on the light, you say something, and then you just know mm-hmm. what kind of bugs you're going to see once you turn the light on. So this was one of those days where I made this comment. I said, listening to some of these Christian social justice activists, it's as if Jesus didn't actually come into the world to die on the cross as an atonement for sin, but to give his life as a divine protest against the injustice of crucifixion. (laughs) And in order to get the context of that, you had to be privy to the dialogue that I was engaged in out on Twitter where, you know, there was this one, and I'm not going to mention her name, but it was a black female who just kind of came out of nowhere. But there's times when you when you engage on this issue often enough, you know already mm-hmm. that there's things you can say that's going to bring those kind of people out. Mm. So here she was commenting to me, uh, bringing up, she actually said that she tried to make an argument that God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah because of their injustice towards the poor. Wow. Yes. She actually said that. So that was like a SMH moment for me, man. I'm just shaking my head. (laughs) head, Yeah. And then that's what resulted in this Facebook post. So that Facebook post didn't come out of nowhere. So the post, the quote that Dr. Andrews quoted from me, that it was that Twitter dialogue and that Twitter interaction that resulted in my comments on mm. Facebook. But, but so there's that. And then there's today where, you know, I made some commentary. Yeah, about, get, get, give us up to speed on what, what's going on today, man. Cause it's oh, been man. crazy over there, bro. Yeah. So today, man, uh, you know, I asked one of my friends, I said, look, so you got an asbestos suit that I can borrow because it was kind of like <laughs> one, one of those, it was one of those days today, man, I need some protection from all this fire that was coming at me. Well, so so today's the uh, the um, annual uh, remembrance of uh, Dr. Martin Luther King. I believe his birthday is today. I believe had he lived, he would have turned uh, 78 years old wow. uh, today. And, um, you know, but but there's some things about uh, sh- shall we call them some inconvenient truths mm-hmm. about uh, 
Dr. King that people may not be aware of. Sure. And I happen to uh, I happen to, you know, mention a couple of those on my Facebook page today. Right. And uh, man, uh, you know, you, you, you know, the, you heard the news about the guy who pressed the uh, button by mistake out of Hawaii the other day uh, saying a, a false missile alert. Yes, I did hear you know, that. Well, yep. Yeah. So it was, my Facebook page today was kind of like somebody just pressed the, you know, atomic bomb button mm-hmm. uh, because it's, it's just really interesting that. People can be people can be offended when they when their idols and their idolatry is is examined. Yeah, uh, and, and 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 we we create uh, these idols for ourselves. And when even in in the face of objective truth, now now mm-hmm. the comments that I made on my Facebook page were my were not my subjective opinions about Dr. King. These, these were objective facts, right. objective historical facts specifically with respect to his Christology, mm-hmm. uh, more specifically what he believed or, or better yet did not believe as it relates to the ontological deity of Jesus. Right. Right. So, which so, you okay, can go, so which you can do the research on yourself exactly. and, find, and find in his written work. Uh, exactly. He was in seminary. There was one, there was one person on my Facebook page. I went back and forth on this, trying to establish for her mm-hmm. that my commentary was coming from the standpoint of King's own writings. Right, right, right. Words that he penned with his own hands. Yes. Out of his own mind, mm-hmm. resulting from his own theological studies. But she wasn't buying it. Now, I wasn't trying to convince anyone. I don't do that. So I don't do that either on my blog mm-hmm. or on my on my social media pages on Twitter or Facebook. What I say is not to try to convince you one way or another. What I try to do is put the truth out there. Mm-hmm. Now, it's up to you to do what you want to with it. If you want to do anything with it, you can do nothing with it. Right. But if you choose to do something with it, it's like the old adage goes, you know, don't shoot the messenger. Right. You know, King wrote, King has written on how his own uh, Christology was shaped. uh, Or or let me put it this way. He argues in some of his writings that Christians who impart deity onto Jesus, that, that Jesus's deity is not innate to his being. He, his deity is not ontological. Ontological is just a fancy word for ex- it, it being your your being, who you mm-hmm. are innately. Mm-hmm. So King argues that that attribute of Christ's deity has been imparted to mm-hmm. Christ by virtue of people's experience. Mm-hmm. So Christ's deity is exper- an experiential attribute. It is not innate to his existence as Christ. Okay, now this is what King believed. So I put some information out there today, cited the source, mm-hmm. but man, you wouldn't believe the number of people that got offended at, angry at me. Right, as if you as if you penned the words or that he didn't say it. Right, as if, as if this wasn't, if, as, as if they couldn't believe that this is what he believed. Right. So, and in the comment that I made, and I'll go ahead and read it, I'll read again, you know, what I wrote. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you give me just a second to scroll down uh, to this, uh, at the very outset of the comment that I wrote, I gave King props for 
the work he's done for society. Mm-hmm. Now I say that at the at the very outset of the comment. And here's what I wrote. I wrote as a moralist, as a moralist, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was an admirable man. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna repeat that. As a moralist, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was an admirable man. As a Christian, however, not so much. King argued against the ontological deity of Jesus, a doctrine which is at the very heart of the Christian faith. That people define Christianity in terms of a moral ethos is why so many of them became angry when this truth about Dr. King is pointed out or become angry when this truth about Dr. King is pointed out. But hey, I'll let you do your own research. Mm -hmm. So that's the end of the comment that I made. Um, Now, I would think that someone would you know, who's inclined to comment on this. And, and here's the thing, this goes for all social media, right? You're not obligated to comment on anything anyone else says, especially if they've said it on their own social media page. That's what, that's what always kills me is the stuff that I'm saying is on my page. Like you don't, you don't have to come on right. my page and argue anything. I mean, right. you don't like it. You don't agree with it. That's cool. Stay on your page. Right. Stay on Keep it moving. You stay, right. you can stay in your lane. I'm in my, I'm in my lane. Right, and, and you'll you'll get that too with all this all this driving you got to do here coming up. So you mm-hmm. you you understand where I'm coming from there. Yeah. But I mean, as I as you and I record this, I'm looking at the the post right now. There's 251 likes or wow. 251 responses, mm-hmm. 30 shares. So there's that that comment that I made has been shared 30 times. But if you look through the thread and the arguments people want to make with me. As if I just made this up, but see, here's here's the cool. This is why I love doing this podcast, man, because we talk in in terms of biblical theology, in terms of gospel, and we apply the word of God to every single thing we talk about here, mm-hmm. including this. But what this sort of brought to my mind is how even people who profess to be Christians, their definition of salvation or their definition of what is worthy of salvation is our good works. Wow. This is why people got offended at a very generic yet objectively truthful comment that I made about Dr. Martin Luther King. There was nothing disparaging about that whatsoever, but what did people see? They didn't see the first sentence I, I, I typed that I wrote right. that says as a moralist, Dr. King was an admirable man. He was, he was admirable just like Gandhi was just like mother Teresa was mm-hmm. just like anyone else would be who has done like Oprah will be remembered when she passes on mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. example. So I give King his props as a moralist, but the consternation that this resulted in with respect to my critique of his Christian theology tells me that the majority of Christians, their definition of Christianity is moral. Mm. It's based in moralism. It is not based in the atonement, the the doctrine of substitutionary atonement. It's not based in that at all. No. People still, and when I say people, I mean Christians. There are Christians out there who still believe in a works righteousness theology. Mm-hmm. It works with righteousness soteriology. They still believe that. And this as evidenced by the kind of heat I took 
by, by just this one comment about Dr. King. Dr. King did not subscribe to the deity of Jesus. Now, if Jesus is not God, there is no Christianity. Right. Zero. There is no Christianity. Now, right. you know, so Paul says, well, we know what Paul says, right? Paul says that if Christ was not raised from the dead, that we are mo- most above all to be pitied. Mm-hmm. But I would raise that one level further, that if Christ was not deity, <laughs> we of all people are to be pitied. Mm-hmm. So Christianity fundamentally begins with the belief, a, the confession, the acknowledgement that Christ was God, that he, right. was, he was ontologically God. He was mm-hmm. in his nature, innately God. You know, I love, uh, and I'm going to give you the mic here version just a second, man. So you You're fine, in man. No, no, no. I, got, I'm, 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 I, think this, I think this is important to take the time with, man, and, and to kind of walk through. He, I mean, it, when, when the folks hear this, it definitely will be Friday, and maybe by that time, uh, tempers and emotions will have died down a little bit. And, and it'll provide an opportunity for some to go back and, and, and do some research, man, on this issue. I think it's important to take the time and walk through. I appreciate you being patient with me, man. And, uh, you know, and that's kind of what I alluded to in the Facebook post is to say, hey, I'll let you go ahead and do your own research. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, man, did anyone take the time to do that? Not not if you read these comments. But uh, but, but listen, man, it, 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 I, I can't stress. I don't have the words to stress the significance, the importance. that anyone who subscribes or professes to be a Christian, to be a follower of Jesus Christ, the doctrine of the deity of Christ is a non-negotiable. It is a non-negotiable. I don't care who the person is, even if it's Dr. Martin Luther King, someone who is, you know, esteemed all around the world, venerated even, I would say. But let's look at a couple texts, man, who that kind of underscore this. I love uh, Hebrews 1.3. Let me just go ahead and start at Hebrews 1, 1 and read through Hebrews 1, 3. God, after he spoke long ago to the fathers in the prophets in many portions and in many ways, verse 2, in these last days has spoken to us in his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world. Verse 3, and here's the key. And he, that is Jesus, He is the radiance of his, that is God the Father's, and he is the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his nature. Okay? The exact, that's Hebrews 1, 3. Jesus is the exact, not a facsimile. Mm -hmm. Okay? Not a God of many gods. Jesus the exact is the exact representation of God's nature. Okay, so in his essence, in his being, Jesus is ontologically God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's take a look at Colossians one. I'm sorry, Colossians one fifteen. Mm-hmm. Colossians chapter one, verse fifteen. And again, as a, a note to our first-time listeners, when Virgin and I hit the record button, none of this is scripted. None of this. So none of these first thirty minutes that we've been on with you is scripted. Matter of fact, it's probably going in Virgil's head right now. 
We had a couple articles teed up that we were going to talk mm-hmm. about tonight. We may get to them. We may not. Uh, but it's, it's cool either way. Okay. This is a lot more important. Colossians 1.15. Speaking of Christ, Paul writes here, he is the image of the invisible God. That is Jesus. Jesus Christ is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Verse 16. For by him, all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. Now, that's Jesus Christ that Paul is talking about here. Stand in Colossians. Let's go to chapter two, verse nine. Paul, again, speaking of Christ. Let's start at verse eight, because I think this is this 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 sort of goes along with with what kind of uh, started all this drama on my Facebook page anyway, in the first place. Paul writes here, see to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception, according to the tradition of men, according to the elementary principles of the world, rather than according to Christ. Mm -hmm. Now, let me stop right there for a second, because my experience today was that people were filtering through the reputation of a Dr. King, through the accomplishments of a Dr. King, through the achievements of a Dr. King, through the recognition of a Dr. King that he has, um, and well-deserved. So, you know, through his legacy, since his assassination in 1968, uh, has built one of the most uh, iconic uh, legacies of anyone that, that comes to mind. But, but though he died, he didn't die for me. You see, mm. so he, he didn't die in a salvific sense. He may have died in a sacrificial sense wow. with respect to the era and the issues that we're still dealing with today. Yes, admittedly. Yeah. Now, he may have died in a sacrificial sense, but King didn't die in a salvific sense. Right. And I think there were people getting that confused. So this is what <laughs> Paul is talking about here. He says, you know, lay aside the elementary principles of the world rather than holding on to those that are according to Christ. And here's the key, Colossians 2, 9, for in him, that is in Christ, mm. all the fullness of deity. Now, if you're reading this in Colossians 2, 9, and that word deity, that D, if that D is not capitalized in your Bible, you need to get another Bible. Because <laughs> that D is a, a proper noun for God. Mm. So for someone to say, well, you know, Jesus never claimed to be God. Well, I'm not going to turn this podcast episode into a sort of uh, hermeneutic on, you know, the deity of Christ. Right, right. But, but, I, but I do want to touch on these. So Colossians 2, 9, 4, in him, all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. Bodily. So even mm-hmm. in his humanity. Right. So we. Fancy term for that in theology is the, the hypostatic union right. that Christ had. He he maintained in his humanity both a human nature and a divine nature simultaneously. Even in his humanity, he never ceased to be God. He never ceased to be God. Okay? Mm-hmm. For in him all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form, verse 10 of Colossians 2. And in him you have been made complete. All right? One last text I want to go to John chapter 1. Speaking again of the deity of Christ and how this is this listen, dude. This is like this is like butter on grits. 
Okay. <laughs> you, 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 I don't know about you guys out there, but I don't eat grits often. But when I do, I need butter on them to make mm-hmm. it palatable. Mm-hmm. If, 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 if you're not on board with the deity of Jesus, then, you know, I'm sorry. You need, you need to, you need to get on board or you need to get off the boat. Absolutely. Or, 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 this, this is, this is absolutely non-negotiable. John chapter one, start at verse one. In the beginning was the word. Again, if that word, word is not capitalized in your Bible, you need to get another Bible. Mm -hmm. In the beginning was the word, that is Jesus, the Logos. And the word was with God and the word was God. Verse two, he was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, that is through Christ. And apart from him, I love this verse. And apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. And that covers everything. So not only is Jesus deity, he's the creator. Hmm? He's a creator. He's also the creator. Hmm. Okay. So again, no disrespect to the legacy of Dr. King. I gave him props on my Facebook page as a moralist, as a, as a person who did good things. In other words, He's right up there on the pantheon of people that you can list. And I named a few earlier, Mm -hmm. but his Christology was wrong. Absolutely. It was wrong. And, you know, I really don't care who it is. Your good works. Christianity is the only worldview out there that adheres at that, that, that propagates this or that proffers this. Mm -hmm. Every other world religion, every other faith is works oriented from the standpoint of how to obtain favor with that deity, favor with that God or to, to save you. Yep. Christianity. So every other religion, you have to work your way up to God. You have to Mm -hmm. get yourself up to God. Christianity is the only religion where God came down to us. Amen. He condescended to us. Amen. We not, we're not trying to ascend to him. Mm. He condescended to us in the form of his son, Jesus Christ, who was God in the flesh. Mm-hmm. And with all due respect again to Dr. King, he was wrong about the deity of Jesus. Amen. He was wrong. I heard you got it, man. No, I was just, I, I think that's, I think that's great to walk through and for people to understand. And, and really brother, if, if anyone is listening to this podcast, you basically gave a textbook lesson in how to defend the deity of Christ. Those, those verses of scripture uh, that, that you walk through any believer uh, who is, you know, talking to someone who has, uh, you know, their, their Christology off or wrong or, or, you know, like a, like a Creflo dollar uh, who, who said, you know what, uh, G- Jesus wasn't always God. He became God. Uh, you know, Jesus was a man like you and I until he understood who he was and that he was deity. Uh, you just walk through uh, in, in, a, in a very basic fashion, unscripted as it was, a, a, a way in which the, the, the common lay person can understand Scripture, can walk through uh, refuting that, that thought process, that, that, that particular worldview. And so I think it's important to take the time to walk through for folks to understand and to be in a position. As you know, I love apologetics. 
And so yeah, it, mm-hmm, it's, yeah. it's, an op- it's an opportunity to, to teach the listener, hey, here's where you would go if, if you were, were given, uh, you know, that as a, as a, you know, as a, as a, as, as an objection. And so, no, I think, I think that, I think that's, that's well pointed out. I, I think, man, when you, when you had mentioned earlier, um, <laughs> poking the bear, I'll let you run with it. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't stop you, man. Cause you were on, you were on a flow when, <laughs> when you said, when you said, uh, you know, that, that some people may have the thought process that Martin Luther King, you know, died a, a, a salvific death, the manner right. in which the manner in which they were defending him positionally was as if he died to save us all, you know, rather than, you know, died a, a, a sacrificial death, perhaps, uh, but definitely not a salvific right. death. And, uh, right. and so th- there's, there's a distinction and there should be based upon that distinction, a different manner in which we, in, in, you know, when, which we engage, I, I know King didn't die for my soul. Uh, right. And so there's there's only one level of defense I'm going to provide uh, with regard to the, to the one who's who has died for my soul. Uh, and anybody else gets you know gets you know second, third, fourth billing. Um, I'm not going to be. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to what you say. Uh, I'm gonna go evaluate it uh, and, and identify the objective you know articles that support that position and and make a decision. I'm not going to argue you to the death or ignore uh, the evidence in front of me uh, as a result, because I know King didn't dive to save my soul. Right. Right. I I just don't, man. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I actually had somebody in that thread on my Facebook page today. Actually, now this is, I'm not exaggerating. You go out to my page and look, look at yourself, Verge. She actually said, Daryl, Dr. King died for you. Wow. <laughs> like you remember Virgin when you were little and your parents would spank you, man. Your, your mom would, what, who, or your mom, or your dad, every, every time with, with each lick, they would say a word and uh, you know, it's right. like a key, like, like, like they would, they would punish you in cadence, man. You know, so, right, right, so, right. Didn't I tell you not to, <laughs> man, when she said Dr. King died for you, I was like, no, he didn't die for me. I was like, what? <laughs> so oh, I'm gonna bring this full circle, man. So you talking about G three earlier about discipleship, right? I think, yes, I think that's sir. what we're doing. That that's what Christians are obligated to do. Absolutely. Listen, I, I wasn't trying to be condescending or disparaging to anyone, and I don't think I was. Like I said, you can go out to my Facebook page and read the thread yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but as I listen to you, man, talk about discipleship, I think that's what we're doing here. We have to. I think the the cornerstone tenet of gospel discipleship is telling people the truth. Absolutely, man. That's man. I mean, I mean, if I, if I'm going to disciple, okay. If, if I'm going to, if I'm going to engage in discipleship as a noun, okay. Mm-hmm. The act mm-hmm. of discipleship, the act mm-hmm. of, it could be either in an apologetics uh, uh, discussion. It could be in an evangelistic type of discussion. Uh, it could be in an academic uh, setting, uh, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. uh, it, it is incumbent upon me to engage in that act on the basis of what is true mm-hmm. about you. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ephesians four fifteen. you speak the truth in love. Okay. And I think we, uh, my personal opinion is that every Christian is an apologist. Mm-hmm. Every Christian is, uh, obligated to obey 
the number one, the call of Christ himself in Matthew 28. Mm-hmm. And then they call that augments that first Peter three fifteen. Mm-hmm. Well, we must be ready to always give a defense to anybody the who hope that we have in us. Yep. yep. So, you know, when you mentioned that word uh, discipleship and, and, you know, given what, what we're talking about here tonight, man, I couldn't help but think one of my, um, one of my uh, favorite books, uh, what, my favorite counseling books is a book by Ed Welch. Uh, folks may not know uh, I'm a biblical counselor. So I, uh, uh, I have as, probably as many counseling resources as I do theology resources. But one of the books mm-hmm. that I lean on quite heavily is a book by Ed Welch. It's, it's titled Side by Side, Walking with Others in Wisdom and Love. And and I love what he says here in the introduction. I'm going to try to connect this to what we're talking about here. So just about three sentences I want to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Welch writes this. He says, this book identifies the skills we need to help one another. It is for everyone, friends, parents, even neighbors. Along the way, we will find that God is pleased to use ordinary people, ordinary conversations and extraordinary and wise love to do most of the heavy lifting in his kingdom. Mm. The basic idea is that those who help best are the ones who both need help and give help. A healthy community is dependent on all of us being both. Amen. Okay. The basic idea is that those who help best are the ones who both need help and give help. Now, yes. why do I mention that? Because I think that's at the heart of disciple discipleship. That's the, mm-hmm. that's at the heart of biblical discipleship. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're talking about, for instance, man, the work you do with respect to, uh, the, uh, uh ministering at abortion clinics. Yeah. Um, you know, I've always given you props and I'll do it again now, man, how God has just wired you and gifted you for that. I don't, I don't have that, that, that wiring necessarily. Mm -hmm. I have a different kind of wiring, but even so, even what we're doing now, man, with this podcast, we're not coming at the listeners at a position of on high to where we're sort of condescending the gospel Mm -hmm. down to Mm -hmm. them because we got it all together. Absolutely not. Um, I would argue with Paul with what Paul says in first Timothy one fifteen. I would argue with him that I'm the worst of sinners. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that text where Paul says is a trustworthy statement that Christ died for sinners among whom I am the foremost of all. He says, but yes. I would argue with him till I'm blue in the face that no, Paul, I'm the worst of sinners. Mm-hmm. And I'll go ahead and confess. Now, if some of my listeners knew what type of sinner I was, yeah, I mean, come on, man. I'm I'm just gonna keep it real. But we 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 need one another to walk. Oh, absolutely. This um th- this journey, this sort of uh th- this this uh this this alien uh, uh existence that uh, that Peter tells us we are that we're aliens mm-hmm. and strangers on this sojourn yeah. uh, in a foreign land. This this yeah. this this earth, this world is not our home. We are sojourners here, but we need one another. And to sort of break that whole discipleship concept down to its least common denominator, I love how Welch describes this. He says the basic idea is those who help best are the ones who both need help and give help. Those of us who need help can also give help. Absolutely, man. I mean, because we know from where our help comes. Absolutely. Um, And not from us. And it's not from you or I. It, it, it's from the truth of God's word. It's from his objective uh, point of view. Uh, it's from the biblical worldview. It's not from what I think or what you think. 
Uh, it's based upon scripture. Uh, it, it's founded in that truth. Um, Jesus declares in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, uh, and the life. And so as a result of our relationship with him and the revelation that we have of him, both internally uh, and through his word, both natural revelation and special revelation, uh, we, we, we operate in that, man. And as we talk and discuss these issues, it is a reminder to the both of us, one, from the objective point of view of Scripture, as, we, as I listen to you, as you listen to me, as listeners are listening to us, we're each reminded of that objective truth and that standard by which we're all to operate. And in, in, with regard to that, we're all helped in the process. Mm-hmm. We're all helped. I like, um, I like how you said that, man. As I listen to you, I turn to John 14, and I'm looking at what Jesus says here in verse 18. He says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will not leave you as orphans. That's John 14, 18 a. Um, and I think from, I think there's sort of a, a discipleship message in there for us as well as, as the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, keeping in mind that, uh, you know, I think of a text like second Peter three thirteen, where Peter says of believers that we are looking for a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. Mm-hmm. So, Considering John 14, 18, I will not leave you as orphans, notwithstanding the fact that we live in a sinful, sin-sick, sin-saturated world, I think it is incumbent upon us as Christians to meet the needs, meet the real needs of real people wherever we can. Mm -hmm. But even in doing that, that is not salvific in and of itself, in and of itself. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to save the world Mm -hmm. by meeting the needs of the world. That's not salvation. Right. And I think there are those out there who believe that it is Mm -hmm. that if we can uh, eradicate hunger, if we can eradicate poverty, if we can eradicate homelessness, if we can eradicate pay inequity, if we can eradicate uh, racial injustice, if we can eradicate um, supremacy wherever it may exist, mm-hmm. if we can eradicate this and that, that we can save this world and bring it to a place of, uh, you know, societal nirvana. Utopia. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. But that's not going to happen. That's clear. The scriptures clearly teach us that. But, but notwithstanding that, the church is to do whatever it can to not leave others as orphans. Mm-hmm. But I don't mean that necessarily exclusively in a, in a material sense from the standpoint of orphans. What the church is primarily obligated to do is to deliver the word of God through the gospel so that those who hear it do not end up spiritual orphans. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. I, I I love that. I love that. I was uh this past week or Sunday, man, I had a chance. I was in uh uh the jail and um got a chance to share the Wait, message. say that again. Say that I, again. Say I, that I was say that differently, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was in jail. I was in jail this weekend. <laughs> I, let me let me say it this as you call you might it. Want to let rephrase me, that yeah, let me rephrase it. I was I was doing ministry in the jail to All those right, who there, were there. We there. Go. 
And uh, uh, man, we we got it. We got I got a chance, man, to just share the message of the gospel. Man, those are there's a very thing that, that that I was there to share with them. Not that I was going to change their their you know a, a lot of them when they write the prayer cards. You know, they want pray for my case to be dismissed or pray for this, yeah. or pray for that. And and you know, and I I do pray those things for them. I pray that that the judge finds you know, leniency where they're concerned and, and, and those kinds of things. And I pray for their family and that, that kind of thing. But, but my primary reason for being there, and I told them this while I was there was one, I I first started by letting them know that God loved them and cared about them enough to place them in the jail. Mm -hmm. Uh, that that it was, that it was his grace and mercy. Uh, even though, you know, they, they, they're looking at it from a standpoint of the arm of the law, that, that, that law that was in place that grabbed them and put them there uh, was ordained by God to do so. And that they were there for the purpose of an opportunity to hear this message of the gospel that would lead to eternal life. And, and so, you know, while I couldn't necessarily fix all of the issues that directly pertain to them, uh, you know, money that they might have needed, a, a, a job that they might be looking for, uh, something that they wanted for their family. Uh, at the end of the day, my ultimate responsibility was to care for the needs that they have that lead to eternal life. And then, and then you know, once that takes place, uh, I do believe secondarily, we have a responsibility as the church to minister to, to any needs that they might have. But our primary need is not is not it's not in reverse. As you just explained, we have a tendency to believe that that our operating procedure is absolutely in in, in reverse, uh, that, that I've got to fix all the social needs, all the social ills, uh, all the all the quote unquote social injustices uh, that are out there. And, and then by chance, uh, earn a way or earn the opportunity to share the message of the gospel. And uh, that that's absolutely a backwards way of, of doing it. So, well, I'll tell you, man, um, you know, we're, we're, we're all about Christ. <laughs> I don't know what other way to say it. We're all about Christ on this podcast. I'm all about Christ in, in every article that I write uh, for my blog. Uh, it, it, it's, it's like John the Baptist says in John three, uh, he must increase. I must decrease. Mm-hmm. Christ must increase. We must decrease. Uh, you know, so again, I think our first mission on this podcast to ensure that we always talk about what the gospel is in, in some way or another, talk about what the gospel is, why it's important, because um, you know, as I've often said, uh, we are all created to live eternally somewhere. Okay, so from the moment you're conceived, your clock starts ticking. Your clock starts ticking the moment you're conceived, not the moment you're born. The moment you're conceived, you have a soul at that moment, and that mm-hmm. soul is going to live eternally somewhere. Um, and 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 hopefully, you know, as as you hear uh, Virgil and I speak, uh, and, and we try our best to. Speak in the context of what the gospel says and what would honor Christ and convey to you uh, his objective truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, objective meaning it, it's true for everybody equally in the mm-hmm. same way. Yes. Okay. In the same way. No biases, no pre- prejudices, no favoritism, nothing like mm-hmm. that. The gospel mm-hmm. applies to everyone equally 
in the same way. Christ is God, only God, being perfectly sinless in the human existence of his son, Jesus Christ, who lived a perfect life, who kept every law that we were obligated to keep without sin. Only God could make atonement for our sins. A sinner, if Jesus were merely only human, not divine, a a mere human being could not atone, could not satisfactorily atone for the sins of an entire human race. Mm. That's not happening. Mm -mm. So again, uh, we encourage you, if, if you're listening to this podcast, Listen to it repeatedly. You know, make note of the texts that we read tonight. Read, study those. I don't like to say just read them. Study them. Study them. Pray over them. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you understand uh, these truths as it relates to the deity of Jesus Christ, uh, and 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 to help you understand them, and and so that you can understand the truth better. Not so that you can agree with Virgil and me, but we want right. you to understand the truth of the gospel, and it is a fundamental, non-negotiable, you know, take a Mack truck, take a bullet, uh, you know, from a doctrinal standpoint, this is one of those that you take a bullet for right here. Mm-hmm. The, the deity of Christ. I mean, I have friends mm-hmm. who are Jehovah's Witnesses, who are Muslim, who don't believe that. Okay? And and, and until, until they believe that, uh, we got nothing to talk about. Mm-hmm. Now, we can talk about that, but we don't need to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) That's the bottom line, man. man. You you just closed it out, man, with the gospel. I mean, that's 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 the fundamental thing that we must all agree upon, those of us who are who claim to be in Christ. Um, you know, there's, there's no deviation. There's no going around it. You know, well, I'll take this piece. I won't take that piece. Um, that's, that's, that's the long and short of it, man. As we close this out, man, we did not get to our article tonight, but, uh, man, I'm thinking about just teasing the folks to come back and check out the next podcast, man, because it's going to be a doozy, man, when we jump into this and it's so, uh, apropos, it's so, it's going to be so timely. Uh, when we do, uh, when we talk about the issue uh, that uh, the, the, the article that you brought to me, man, and uh, we're, we're looking at the impact of the of the the the, the protests that have happened. I think there's been uh, there's been an ample time to now look back at the at the full season of of NFL football protests and other protests around, and really examine their effectiveness and and what the implication uh has been uh of those protests whether or not they're whether whether they're, they're they've been efficacious or not and uh and so I, I can't wait bro on the other side to chop that up with you uh for us to look at that in depth and really uh with 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 kind of microscopic uh focus uh, really begin to, to look at that and examine that against the backdrop of a biblical worldview. So I would I would just tell the listeners to tune, tune back in with us uh, next week. I love this. This was a wonderful teaching. In fact, I really believe this podcast in particular is one that people should probably listen to more than once uh, because there was, there was so much meat uh, from a standpoint of Scripture, 
uh, and understanding how to defend the deity of Christ that is of value. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Every single word you said, man, I've already sent a tweet, man, right, as we were talking here, just kind of letting folks know that, man, how much I'm enjoying this particular episode. I'm already teasing it up for mm-hmm. folks who follow me on Twitter um, mm-hmm. and, and inviting them, man, to get ready for this episode when it comes out on Friday the 19th. Before we wrap up to what you were talking about with the article, great tease. I want to give credit to our sister, Lisa Robinson. Uh, Lisa Robinson actually brought that article to my attention. So I want to oh, give Lisa great. props. That's great. For that. uh, Lisa Robinson and Ariel Bovat, there are a, uh, a sort of sisters in crime here with respect to the bar network. Yeah, they're holding it down. Podcast. Man, I love their stuff. They're Absolutely. holding it down with the Kaleoscope podcast. They, they, uh, I think just earlier today or yesterday, they launched their second episode of their podcast. So, if you haven't heard Lisa and Ariel, check them out at Kaleoscope dot com. Is it dot com or dot org? I forget. But Kaleoscope dot org. It's Kaleoscope dot org. Check them out. Their podcast is by the same name, Lisa Robinson and Ariel Bovat, uh, two sisters getting it done and bringing some theological heat uh, to a lot of these uh, same I love issues. It, man. Man, I love it. Man. I love it. Good stuff. Shout out to Dwayne, the bar network man on, uh, on, uh, I think it's Friday. I think it'll be Friday, Friday, the 19th, Friday's the 19th, correct? Yeah. Friday's the 19th. Yeah. Friday's the 19th. Friday, the 19th will be uh, the bar podcast uh, day at G3. We'll all be wearing our, our gear on that day. So if you hear this early, uh, man, don't forget to 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 get uh, you know get 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 layered up and and because uh, it's going to be chilly where you guys are, isn't it? Man, listen, people don't realize, man, in the ATL it gets cold. Yeah, man, I was. But looking, that's, that's I was one of the, the cool things I love about living in ATL, man. We get all four seasons every yeah. year. Yeah, it yeah. gets cold here, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. so, but I already know you're ready living out of oh, Omaha. I'm ready, so I know I'm, ready you're good, so. I'm ready. I'm ready. It's five degrees here. I'm ready to go, man. So. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff, man. Well, thanks for another great episode. Definitely want to shout out our listeners. And, uh, you all enjoy it, and be sure and tune in next time. Thank you for tuning in to Just Thinking, a podcast brought to you by the Bar Podcast Network. You can find all of Just Thinking episodes at www.thebarpodcast.com. Tune in next week to another edition of Just Thinking. And remember, let's think.